Hello, I'm Terry Gurton, and I'm the president of the National Academy of Public Administration. I'm excited to welcome you to the very first Academy podcast. We call it Management Matters, where policy meets practice, because that's what we're all about. For those of you who might not be familiar with the Academy, we're a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C. We were founded in 1967 and chartered by Congress in 1984 with the objective of helping federal, state, and local governments build and manage more effective, efficient, equitable, accountable, and transparent organizations that can respond effectively to both current circumstances and changing conditions. We bring the expertise of over 900 fellows of the Academy who represent the best in public administration leadership to our work. Our fellows include former cabinet officers, members of Congress, governors, mayors, and state legislators, as well as prominent scholars, business executives, and public administrators. Supported by a full-time professional staff, our fellows bring their insights, experience, successes, and lessons learned straight to our clients through independent thought leadership, in-depth studies and analysis, advisory services, and technical assistance. You can find out more about us and our work on our website at napawash.org. But we thought it would be a great start to our podcast series to bring on some folks who know the Academy well and can share more about the work we're doing to improve governance and advance the field of public administration. I'm delighted to have two guests with me today to share exactly that. First, Mr. Jeff Neal has had a long career as a federal human capital expert. He formerly served as Chief Human Capital Officer for the Department of Homeland Security and Chief Human Resources Officer for the Defense Logistics Agency. He's the recipient of numerous awards, including the Government Executive Magazine's 2010 Chico of the Year, the Office of Personnel Management Theodore Roosevelt Award, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary's Outstanding Achievement Award, the 2006 Presidential Rank Award of Meritorious Executive, and the 2006 IPMA HR Human Resources Professional of the Year. He's also a fellow of the Academy and the chair of our board of directors. Also with me today is Dr. Joe Mitchell. Joe is the Academy's Director of Strategic Initiatives and International Programs and leads our Grand Challenges in Public Administration Initiative, which currently is identifying and developing ways to address the most challenging issues facing government today. Previously, Joe led and managed the Academy's Organizational Studies Program, overseeing all of its congressionally directed and agency requested reviews and consulting engagements. So thank you both for being here today for our inaugural podcast. So Jeff, let's start with you. Um, you're in your second year as the chair of the Academy's Board of Directors. There are a lot of good government groups engaged in conversation about what government should be doing better, what do you think the Academy adds to the discussion? Terry, thanks for having me today. Uh, I think the Academy is really in a unique position because of the, the number of fellows we have and, and the, the vast breadth of experience that, that NAPA fellows have. They come from budget and finance, human resources, mission areas, homeland security, national security. Uh, we have fellows who are in government or have been in government at state, local, and federal levels. We have fellows from other countries. We have fellows who are in the not-for-profit world in other areas. We have fellows who are, um, who are in academia. 
So the, the breadth of knowledge and experience that the Academy has is really unique. It's something that, that I think is, is uh, a great strength of the Academy. It's also uh, important that we are a nonpartisan organization. Uh, we have Democrats, Republicans, independents, uh, every flavor of political perspective in the fellows. Uh, but what they bring to to any of the work that we do isn't a political point of view. It's a good government point of view. And so when Napa starts looking at an issue, we look at it from the perspective of, of what makes government work well and serve the people that government is supposed to serve. So I think that's incredibly important, and it's really a unique strength of the academy. So that ability to work across all the different levels of government with partner organizations and academic expertise is a pretty unique voice in the good government space. As we're thinking about all of the issues that the coronavirus pandemic is bringing to light now, how does the Academy bring all of that strength and expertise and experience to help? One of the things that this coronavirus pandemic has taught us is that there is no single solution to any really major problem in our country. So this is a, a great example of where some people would say the federal government should step in and do everything, but the federal government can't do everything. We have 50 states. We have territories. The states are are different even within the states. Northern Virginia, for example, is very different from southwestern Virginia. And so what I think this is telling us is that the only thing that works for really major problems like this one is engaging people at all levels. If you look at what's, what's happening with the coronavirus response, there is a federal response. Uh, there are state responses. There are city and county responses. There are people in the private sector working on various issues related to logistics and related to, to treatments and to vaccines. There are people in academia working on vaccine and therapeutic issues right now. So the only way out of, of this pandemic is a broad response that includes every level of government, people in the private sector, people in academia. And the academy has spent more than 50 years bringing people like that together to deal with big issues. So, so right now, I think this, this pandemic shows exactly why organizations like NAPA, and, and NAPA is the only congressionally chartered good government organization, uh, are, are critically important. So back in November, the Academy published a list of 12 grand challenges in public administration. As we think about the coronavirus um, and its impact on government and individuals kind of across the country, which of those grand challenges do you see as most significant, um, both in the Academy's work and the importance to address for the benefit of the country? Yeah, this is, a, is, a, is one of those where really there are you know, there are 12 grand challenges, and several of them really tie in directly to what we have to do in response to the coronavirus and other challenges that we face. Uh, one of them is, is modernizing and reinvigorating the public service. You know, it's, it's critical that we have the right people in government. You know, when you 
turn on your television right now and you see Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is a federal employee at the National Institutes of Health. Uh, the type of expertise that we have in government is incredibly important. And we need to be able to bring new people into government. And right now, a lot of people don't realize that the government's not doing very well at the federal level in bringing in young people. So we have a lot of seasoned senior people like Dr. Fauci, but we don't have a lot of people in their 20s. So we have more people in the federal government over 60 than we have under 30. So that's really important. Um, I, I think that that the, the grand challenge on ensuring data security and individual privacy is important. You know, we're talking about a massive health challenge with huge amounts of data being collected about individuals and how that data is protected and how it's used and, and how we make certain that it's not misused or abused is, is really important. We've been hearing some things about, about how this is affecting communities around the country. One of the grand challenges is, is building resilient communities. Sometimes when people think of resilience, they think of you know, resilience to a natural disaster like a, a hurricane or a tornado. But this type of natural disaster, a pandemic, really stresses how critical it is that, that communities be able to respond and be able to come back from terrible things that happen to them. So th those three of the 12, to me, are the, the grand challenges that are most closely related to the, to the pandemic. Uh, and, and I think it's pretty clear that, that we're going to see that all of these grand challenges really relate to, to a number of things that the country is going to be dealing with over the next several years. So the full list of the grand challenges is available on the Academy's website. And even just the three you've mentioned here would keep an army of researchers and consultants busy, much less a full suite of 12. So how, what do you see as the role for the Academy regarding those 12 grand challenges? Are they gonna, is the Academy taking them all on? Are they gonna work with others? How is that gonna play out? Well, clearly the, the grand challenges are by definition grand. These are enormous challenges. And the Academy will be taking on a number of them directly and leading some efforts to, to convene people from, from the private sector, from government, from academia, from not-for-profit not organizations, and building on the, the strength of the Academy's more than 50 years of experience to, to do uh, a number of things to, to address some of those. Some of them are, are really a bit beyond what the academy does and is ideally suited to do. And, you know, we wanted to identify these grand challenges because they're there and they're real. But what we will do is work with other organizations on some of them to, to encourage them, to support them, to help bring in expertise where, where we have it in our fellows. But we won't deal with every single one of them as a, a specific initiative from the academy. Well, that sounds like it's going to keep everybody busy for a while. Um, I want to switch over to Joe now. Uh, so, Joe, you're the Director of Strategic Initiatives, and Jeff's just told us about the Grand Challenges Agenda, and we know that that's part of your purview, but what else does the Academy have in the works? 
So we are very busy. Um, you know, like a lot of people in organizations, you know, it seems like we find ourselves even busier than usual in this time of uh, social distancing and isolation. So um, I had a few things in particular that I wanted to highlight for our listeners. Um, those are our election 2020 effort, um, our Agile Government Center, um, and our reopening project. So I'll talk first about our election 2020 effort. And the goal of that is to help the administration in 2021, uh, whether reelected or newly elected, to address the grand challenges in public administration that we've been talking about. So we have teams of fellows uh, working on each of the 12 grand challenges, and we're basically asking them to consider you know, kind of five uh, major issues. And the first is, you know, kind of level setting, you know, doing a current state, you know, baseline of, you know, over the past three years, you know, what are the most important federal initiatives that have been undertaken to address this grand challenge? And we think this would be very helpful for someone um, in the executive office of the president, say, who is, you know, portfolio holder for one of the grand challenges, uh, useful information to document in one place, kind of you know, what are the most significant efforts that have been taking place? Uh, the second is really to to uh, craft an agenda for the administration in 2021. And we've we've asked them to, to think about this in different time chunks. So like, what what is your kind of 30, 60, 90 day plan? Uh, what do you need to do in six months? And what do you need to have had accomplished um, by the end of that uh, first uh, first year in 2021? The other thing we're asking people to do is really think about what can be done administratively. So we're trying to get our teams to really focus on what the executive branch has discretion over and can do. Um, but of course, we also know that some things may require new statutory authorizations or appropriations. So identify the things that can be done administratively uh, and the things that can be done uh, that would need legislative change. Um, also, we're asking them to think about what are the key departments and agencies that would need to be utilized to implement uh, their recommendations. And last, but certainly not least, um, how would the federal government need to work with its state, local, private, and nonprofit partners? Because none of these grand challenges are you know, federal challenges alone. They're national challenges, and they, you know, we have a federal system of government, and they require you know, work um, by state and local uh, governments and by communities um, and businesses around the country. So um, what's the way what's what's the way we can all work together to achieve um, to, to implement those grand, grand challenge recommendations? So that sounds really different from what the academies provided in prior election cycles, um, but also really useful. When do you expect that work to be released? So uh, we are planning on at the end of June 2020, so at the end of this month, we'll put those reports um, on our website. We're going to be promoting them on social media and elsewhere. We're also planning to brief campaign teams and answer any questions that they have. And then we'll be available um, to assist the president's team, either reelected or newly elected after the November election. So you also mentioned the Agile Government Center. Tell us what that's all about. Right. So this was something that we established in November of 2019 when we announced the grand challenges in public administration. And we're partnering with the IBM Center for the Business of Government on this. Um, and this center really serves as the hub of a network that brings together individuals from the public, private, and nonprofit sectors to assist in you know, developing and disseminating agile government principles and case studies. And so we're trying to do this ourselves in a very agile way. And 
the backdrop of this is, is that even before the COVID-19 pandemic, um, the public sector has been slow to adapt to a lot of social, cultural, and technological changes. And so what we want to do is to make sure that governments are um, positioned to, um, to respond to rapid change. And I think this is even more important in the COVID-19 environment. And so one of the, the issues specifically that we're addressing is really looking at the lessons of agile software development and saying, how do you take that, scale that up and apply it to overall organizational management? And some of the key uh, principles of, of Agile in the software world has been very strong uh, customer orientation. So everything is about the customer, the customer drives all of the processes and, and you know, the, the goal is you know, delight the customer, um, working in small teams and short sprints and really focusing in terms of being a network, um, a network of teams. So those are some of the principles from Agile software development that we're hoping to kind of help apply um, kind of organization-wide to scale that up. And we're hoping that the Agile Government Center network will be a source of assistance to agencies um, at, at all levels of government who want to adapt, adopt and, and implement Agile. So Agile sounds like it's going to be really important as governments at all levels uh, try to respond to the impacts of the pandemic. What do you think that really looks like? So we've developed a number of key principles, um, and I can go over those, but I would say the number one thing is that Agile is a mindset. It's a different way of looking at the world, a different way of looking at organizations, and a different kind of leadership. So we've highlighted a number of principles, including you really need to have a very clear mission, you need to have uh, clear metrics for success, you need to embed uh, your customer in everything, make sure that everything is customer-driven behavior, um, be as quick as you can in, in producing products while, of course, ensuring that you have the necessary quality, um, having um, highly skilled cross-functional teams that are diverse, that you empower, um, innovating within the overall framework of rules and regulations, and adopting um, evidence-based solutions uh, as really key principles. But I also think fundamentally it requires leadership, organizational leaders that look at their job differently. You know, they're not top-down commanders, but they will be, their role will be really to eliminate roadblocks, um, empower their teams, you know, assume some of the risk of decisions, um, empower the teams to make decisions. So really kind of becoming more of like gardeners uh, than top-down commanders. So we're planning, uh, another thing specifically we're planning on doing is uh, some thought leadership around how the federal government um, can become more agile. And we hope to get that started soon and have a report out later this year. Uh, the goal will be to inform the president's management agenda and really make agile a, a real centerpiece of, of the president's management agenda. Well, let's agilely switch topics a little bit. Um, and so as we were talking about the, the virus situation, we know that government leaders at every level are trying to figure out the answer to the reopening question. Um, so what do you think is missing from the current discussion and how is the Academy looking at that challenge? So there are a lot of plans out there for reopening and, and every uh, time you know, I, I go on the, the web, web, it seems like I'm, I'm seeing more about reopening and what's happening around the country. I think that what the Academy really adds to the conversation is focusing very deeply on how this gets done. So how do you reopen the society and the economy 
safely, effectively, efficiently, and equitably. And I think that that's, that's the, a core public administration issue. And I personally find public administration fascinating precisely because it is you know, an action arm of government. It's very practical, very pragmatic. So public administration is where the rubber meets the road and public administrators get you know, things done. And clearly, you know, COVID-19, this, this pandemic is a major challenge and the virus is going to be with us for a long time until we have a vaccine or an effective treatment. And you know, previously, the, the previous record for developing a vaccine um, whole cloth was, was four years with mumps. And so we've been hearing about you know, a vaccine in 12 to 18 months, which is a wonderful goal. We certainly hope that that is the case, but it's extremely ambitious. So I think that we're going to be in this kind of phase where we're not completely locked down, but we're not also back to the way things were and before the pandemic hit us. So our goal is to bring um, the academy's expertise, bring our fellows who have had you know, experience at all levels of government and across sectors and in academia to really help us think through these very complex issues of how to reopen safely, effectively, efficiently, equitably, um, and recognizing that this will be an iterative process. So one of our goals will be to identify the lessons learned of reopening policies and practices around the country, um, help identify that, and then that will help inform um, how, we, how we continue to reopen um, and what we do next. Are there particular questions or issues that you're gonna be looking at? So we have a lot of different issues that I think that are important to address. Um, certainly intergovernmental issues, so how um, federal, state, local governments, um, communities, you know, businesses work together, um, how the United States can scale up testing and contact tracing. We know that's so critical. Um, addressing things like fiscal issues, the state and local governments especially um, are really having a major you know, fiscal crisis from this because their um, revenues have declined so much, but they're having to provide more services than ever. Certainly social equity issues, we've seen a lot of disparate impacts on this, of this pandemic. And so how do we address those issues in our response? Um, another issue I think we'll need to focus on is really reimagining the world of work. I mean, organizations are gonna have to adapt and um, really fundamentally change the way they operate in order to do so safely. Um, examining things like how we regulate business and commerce until there's a vaccine or effective treatment. And looking at this from an overall system where you know, you've got transportation and education and healthcare. So how can those be structured to support um, a safe uh, reopening? And then the other thing I think we can do is look at um, the international issues. This is obviously something that shows that uh, the world is, is, a, is a very small place. Something that can happen in one part of the world um, can come here into the United States. So how do we manage the international implications of that? And what lessons can we learn uh, from other countries' responses? So those are some of the key questions, and, and I believe that our fellows have the expertise to help us answer those, and we look forward to sharing those with our leaders, uh, with our listeners in the, in the coming weeks. Well, it sounds like you are, uh, you've got a very busy agenda. We've covered a lot of topics today, from grand challenges to the election 2020 to reopening um, so, Jeff, I want to give you the last word here today. Um, as chair of the board, will you share with us your goals for the Academy? You know, if, if you look at what, what Joe's been talking about, the, the number of things on the Academy's plate right now is, is tremendous. 
And these are not tiny issues. We're not looking at things that we can take a look at them, make some recommendations, and in 10 days, you know, move on to the next subject. Some of these things are going to take months. Some of them are going to take years. And the academy, I, I think, is is very well positioned to do all of this work and to do it well. You know, we have a, a fantastic professional staff at the academy. Uh, the board of directors has been very focused on on supporting the staff and in uh, making it possible for them to do things and giving them resources they need. Uh, what I'd like to see is is I'd like to see us um, getting more involved in, in some of these big issues uh, and getting us to the point where we're able to actually take on what we would consider to be organic studies, where instead of having a federal agency or a state coming to us and saying, could you study this issue for us? Uh, I'd like to see the academy in a position where we have the resources uh, as a result of philanthropy, to be perfectly honest, uh, to be able to take on some of these issues organically and to just say the academy has recognized that this is an issue. There is no single agency to deal with it, to, to fund the study, and so we want to be able to do that. I think our decades of experience uh, show that we can do that. Our credibility uh, has really never been stronger. We've been tasked by the Congress to do a number of major projects this year. And I'd like to see us be able to continue executing those things and to get to the point where we can do organic studies uh, and really contribute uh, at every level of government. I, I think we've got the people to do that uh, and the need is definitely there. Well, it sounds like a, an ambitious plan and a strategy, but it's good to know that the Academy is there to, to back up all of this with the expertise of its fellows and its professional staff. Jeff and Joe, I want to thank you both for helping us kick off the Management Matters podcast today. For our listeners, uh, check back every Monday for a new podcast from the Academy. We'll be talking to Academy fellows each week about the challenges facing public administrators at every level of government as we try to make government work and work for all. Thanks for listening.